Hey guys, just a heads up, uh, during this episode, we discuss, um, some sexual assault. So if that is a trigger for you, we just want to let you know. Um, and now here's the episode. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron, And I'm Clayton. And I'm your romance novel veteran. And I'm a virgin. <laughs> I'll scream it from the rooftops. I'm not ashamed. You always do. Mm-hmm. Every episode is good. Yeah. Um, so something really big happened this week. Uh, we got our first Wyoming listener, which is I'm so happy. Yes. One whole person in Wyoming downloaded it, which was great. That's all we needed, and that's all we wanted. We don't even know. See, calling them a listener, I don't even know if they listen. They downloaded. They downloaded. Which is, maybe they haven't listened to it yet, mm-hmm. but I hope they listen to this episode. We love we love all our listeners. We love that everybody listens, but getting that Wyoming listen was huge for us. Totally. So here's the thing, though. This is And this is my the way I think. It's one thing getting a Wyoming listener. It's another thing keeping a Wyoming listener, right? So what are we going to do to keep this person? If they listen, let's assume they listened. Okay. What do we do? We want you to contact us. If, mm-hmm. you, if, you're, if you're listening to this episode, if you like what you heard and you're listening to this episode, e- email us. Tell us what you want, what you don't want. I mean, this basically is your show now. Yeah, this is a podcast for one person. <laughs> I mean, you're and you and your circle of friends, because I mean, listen, if it's just you, then we, we need more people than uh-huh. that. But like, what would your friends want? Yeah. We already got the coasts. We already got Texas. We already got the major cities. We need to know what Wyoming wants. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So now we have a, have a listener in every state, which is amazing. Although our Vermont listener dropped off heavily. And so they haven't listened and downloaded in three months. But so, I'm not going to start a, a Vermont campaign. No, they uh, mm-hmm. no. I mean on. that that that's going to be too much high maintenance. No mm-hmm. offense, they're definitely going to turn off now. So, but we had you at one time and we lost you. It's fine. Yeah, you can't, we can't live in the past. We can't live in the past. We got to move forward. Wyoming is our future. So yeah, that's Wyoming what, is, our, yeah. is everyone's future. So I hope you enjoy this book where someone pisses on an alien's tongue. <laughs> Um, so should we talk about last weekend or should we just <laughs> jump into the book? Uh, yeah, we can talk about BookCon a little bit. Yeah, of course. We went to BookCon. Yeah, BookCon was a lot of fun. It is – so the night before we went to a bookstore in Brooklyn called Books Are Magic and it was like a um, – I almost called it a sip and see, which is like – do you know what that is? You, 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 you sip as in drink yeah. and you, you look – Sip and see. Yeah. Is that a thing? It's like, that's what they call it? No, that's what, that's what it's called when you have a baby. And after you have the baby, you have people over to like, look at your baby. It's called the sip and see. I I don't like sip. Why sip? Because you serve wine. Okay. I know. Um, I guess a glug and glare isn't a good, (laughs) that's what I'm going to have with my baby. Look at this thing. No, chugging. It's going to be. Your baby will glare at people too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, it was like a cocktail mixer and they, and all the, it was packed. It was so packed. I got there first. There was mm-hmm. a line to get in. 
I was very nervous because I didn't know what was happening and I was all alone. Is that your way of saying I was late? Clean was late. I was late. <laughs> yes, I was late. I apologize. Um, but yeah, but once you got there, it was really fun. We ended up talking to uh, Maria Vale, who we're both truly obsessed uh, with. She's great. Of the Forever Wolf series. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Julia Lennon we talked to, Jasmine Guillory. Sarah McLean. Of course, we hung with Sarah. Yeah. That was amazing because Sarah McLean asked for a picture with us, which was truly shocking to me. Oh, yeah. My hair was not ready for it. <laughs> no, it was not. What a disaster. <laughs> well, I'm so embarrassed. I, I, I wish that we could burn that from the the internet. But, you know, it happens. Yeah. I didn't take a shower because I was on the way. I was late. I should have. I should have primped. I should have been like, you know what? It's going to be. I'm going to be two hours late, but I'm going to look fabulous. <laughs> is what I should have said. If I had known. If I had known. If you had known there were going to be a picture taken. If I had a time machine, that's what I'd do. Yeah. Um, I'd get some dry shampoo. I think you just get dry shampoo without it. Uh, like, you just have that. Yeah, but I, there's no taking that back. There's no taking the picture back. No. That's the only picture we'll ever have with her. Ugh, I know. That's how I'll be remembered. I'll make sure to use that at your memorial. Oh, please. Well, I'll be dead, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll send you a whole bunch of pictures to show at my funeral. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, but we loved it. It was really fun. I mean, there's nothing really exciting to report. Everyone was just as lovely as you think would be. Everybody's Everyone is so, so nice. funny. Everyone's so nice. Um, we wish we could have lived it all over again with some dry shampoo and some preparation. Yeah, that would have been nice. I should have powdered my nose. Yeah. But it was, it was good. And then we went to BookCon the next day and mm-hmm. we went to some panels, which were fun. Uh, what was the, the panel? We, we went to a historical, uh, a panel about historicals, Mm -hmm. which was great. And then we did a panel about millennials, millennials, which I could not relate to at all being a Gen Xer. You were right. That, that was, you're in the thick of it. So I'm a millennial, but you are almost a millennial. You're not that much older than me. I'm not that much older than you. That is correct. But yeah. I, uh, my heart is with Gen X. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that was, and then we just like introduced ourselves to a few people. People were confused by us. And well, I came okay. off, I think I introduced myself to Tessa Dare and I came off very aggressive. I yeah. Like. <laughs> we terrified Tessa Dare. Well, it's just because it was a very feminine energy event and mm-hmm. I came in with some masculine energy, I feel like. And not, and I wasn't being, I didn't shove anybody or anything like that, but I just kind of like stepped up. And I didn't realize that, oh, okay, I should probably, like, just be more in the back. So I made Aaron go first most of the time. Which my anxiety loved. But I did it. But, I mean, otherwise I would have just burst in and, like, you know, been like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> after, Media yeah. coming through. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, after we saw the fear in Tessadera's eyes, it was really hard <laughs> yeah. to... This there, we love your books, and I'm sorry no, we I love scared you. And you. you seemed so sweet, oh, yeah, and so fun, this and this is all us a, being weird. A judgment on you at all? Yeah, this is 100 percent on us. You had every right to reach for your handbag and grab some mace. <laughs> you just have to be prepared. You have to. She just you wove know. her keys through her knuckles like she's <laughs> she, been taught. You noticed it. <laughs> Although you have yours that way right now too. Yeah. Just in case you never know. Whenever I'm alone with a man, I do. Well, producer Patty just not to blow up his spot, but he's stepped out of the room because mm-hmm. uh, he had other work to do. So, I don't know what that could be. All right. So that's, I was like, why do you have your keys out? Well, you know, you never know. Yeah. I could be playing the long game. You really haven't known me for that long. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Clayton, speaking of rapes. Oh, oh, <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> 
we are putting a content warning on this episode. If you haven't, if you didn't hear it before, we're putting it in now. Oh, yes. For sexual assault. Um, What's with these aliens? I don't know. They can't like here's my thing about it. Well, let's let's just real quick say what the book is that we read. So we read the Millier by Poppy Rice. Reese. Reese. Reese, like Mm. the name. Reese. Reese. Oh, I can't. (laughs) I don't know how to say that name. Reese. Poppy Reese. Poppy Reese. Um, this was, we would call out onto their learning the tropes troupe for alien romances. Mm-hmm. This is one Clayton picked. Well, because there's four arms involved. Right. And you would think with four arms, you would get to hear more about the four arms, but you don't. You couldn't tell. That would be like if you got, okay. So, so this book is like, if I were just to tell you right now that I had four arms and you were listening to this podcast for 30 some episodes and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, Clayton had four <laughs> arms that whole time? The whole time. He never mentioned it. Let's do what this is about in okay. 30 seconds or less so that we can really dive in because there's quite a bit to be discussed. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So very quickly, this book is about Lucia, who is our heroine, who is a bounty hunter. She steals a ship. She finds a slave on the ship. And they start fucking... And then she goes to her home planet, brings him with her. She's pregnant. She gets abducted by the people that were chasing that ship previously and had enslaved um, Sorin, which is a name that she gave him. And they torture her, and then Sorin comes and saves them. And then the whole thing gets put on trial <laughs> for everybody her to brother, see. His brother show I don't know. Her, his brother show up and, and, and like, skeeve out on her. Uh, <laughs> this book is so nuts. This book is so... All right. That I mean, that was excellent, Clayton, though. Like, that is everything that happened in this book. And it, Clayton is literally crying right I now. can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, like I, the thing about... Okay, so let's just judge the cover real fast. Oh, yeah. Before we the get cover into, is a great cover. Yeah, it Love is a the great cover. cover. But also, I think if your alien has four arms, I, it's a missed opportunity. Show the four arms. I already said this, but Ruby Dixon, who I've become slowly obsessed with, mm-hmm. in her series, she has aliens with four arms. And you know what? On every cover, you're seeing every all four of those arms. Mm-hmm. This one, you're just it's a shoulder. It's a, it's a giant blue guy. He's scaly. He's looking off into space. Great cover. Mm-hmm. No fault of the cover, other than I only see one shoulder and I want to see four. Yeah. But uh, all right. Okay. So uh, the thing about this book and uh, is, okay, I'm not sure what my expectations are for these books because uh, this, this book elicited some soul searching or at least heavy thought as to what I want in a romance. Because it's not like I'm not a perv, because I am. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody's perverted in their own way. I can be a scuzz. I can be pervy. And a lot of it, I think, is in your your, the privacy of your own home, you can be perverted and it feels okay, right? But I guess one of the things I thought was I am consuming this in private, but then I'm also sharing it in public. So when I talk about a book – like me reading a book like this isn't truly private because I'm right. going to have to talk about it. And I don't know if there's a level of me holding back because I want to project somebody who is not a pervert 
because nobody wants to be looked at as a pervert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It's weird. I, I I always get like in my head, oh, I want something really messed up and I want aliens having sex with humans and all. And then I got it and I was I, I couldn't handle it. Like I usually read these books while I'm on my lunch at work and I couldn't. I couldn't stomach this book. And today I was eating my lunch outside. It was a beautiful day. And I started thinking about scenes in this book and I had to stop eating. Wow. Because it was it really grossed me out. And I I do not want to by any means say somebody's fantasies are gross or disgusting. That everybody has their own things that they're into. I this is just way not for me. It made me squirm in a, in a very uncomfortable way, not in a good way. Was it, I mean, was it the alien human sex? It was the fact that the semen was green. And there was so much And there of was it. so much of it. And that there was, they talked, she talked so much goo, so much goop. Everything was goopy. Everything was covered in like viscous liquids and sticky substances. Uh, it, it, it was, it, it, the way that they would. So her pheromones would make uh, the alien go crazy, and we are introduced to uh, his brothers when he uh, when he is freed from slavery and then gets his memory back. It mm-hmm. turns out that he's a prince, right? Yeah. And his brothers show up. They get in contact. He gets in contact with them, and Lucia's pheromones drive them so crazy that they will just spontaneously ejaculate all over the floor. Right. I mean, she's in the hospital having the baby and they are just spewing jizz on the floor. There's not. OK, we're going to be skipping around this whole time because there's so much. I, we couldn't go into linear fashion if we wanted to. But there is a scene. <laughs> there is a scene where like so. Soren, also her dad is like a senator, an intergalactic yeah, senator. Yeah, she's like some rich kid. Yeah. And so I don't know why she's bounty hunting if like she's so rich. It's Just a whim. Be rich. So then, so her, his brothers are basically bodyguards for her. Okay. She sleeps on one of her, bro- the brothers. Okay. But then. Wait, what do you mean she sleeps on one of the brothers? They, she uses him as a pillow. Like she can't sleep without Soren. But then Soren's off oh, becoming oh, yes. an intergalactic senator himself. So then his brother, brother has to come and she like curls up against that's him. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Even yeah. though like everyone knows that they are like so fucking hot for her scent that mm-hmm. they're literally coming wherever they are. <laughs> but, so, okay. Oh, they're talking about the like penis hole. It's not a hole. It's a slit. It's so hard to wrap your mind around what this dick looks like. Oh, God. But then they're all hanging out. I imagine them just in like what seems like a little parlor that she has uh-huh. in her bedroom, the three of them. And then Soren accidentally says that I, she, he loves her. So she just straddles him and immediately gets down on his cock. And I keep reading to be like, wait, wait, wait. So they went to the other room? I, I Did they go to that. the other room? Wait, did the he told the brothers to leave? Yes. No, nah, nah. The, she fucks Soren in front of his brothers. Yes. And I guess they just wait. Like, everyone's cool with it. She's fine with it. Then after she's fucked him to completion, she gets on her knees and then blows him. Uh-huh. In fr- and the brothers are like, what a weird human thing. What is he doing? <laughs> oh, aliens on our planet, they have sharp teeth. They can't do this. It's great that human women have blunt teeth. Yeah. And then she takes such a load. Oh, and she, it's so, she, she loves it because it's like sweet. So sweet. 
And so <laughs> just in front of them. And then there's no mention of like, oh, that's so weird that I blew you in front of your brother. She skis on one of the brothers in the shower, too. Well, did you read ahead of what the second book is about? Of course not. So this is actually like a duo. So it's not even like a sequel. It's just like the story continuing at their home planet. And they become a triad with one of her brothers. It's a menage. Yeah. So that's okay. Well, then that makes it a little bit better. Also, there's two brothers, but she only ends up in a relationship with the other brother. How, that's that would make me. That's like the that's like the third Hemsworth. I know the we're one that's in, like a plumber in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like the third Hemsworth situation here. And so he just wanders off, I guess. But that's so and the amount of times and also Soren fucks her and whenever he fucks her she just like screams because it's the best orgasm she's ever had and her family constantly comes running because they don't they know by now it's like it is it is like a comedy it, it's it's so comedic but it's not meant to be comedic no I think it's meant to be comedic you think it's meant to but be it's comedic it's so inappropriate that I'm like I'm sorry having your father and your grandmother and your mom and your siblings all run in and you are covered in green jizz <laughs> having and your throat is sore because you've just screamed so loud <sighs> and there's jizz on the floor I'm like that would be mortifying and she just sort of like and that's Haha, where- they're gonna have to get used to it like Honestly, Our introduction to the parents. That's like the after after she first gets home. That's how we meet all the parents. Meet the parents. We we met the fuckers. <laughs> it made me so uncomfortable to the point where I was like, I've got green jizz. Can you milk me, fucker? <laughs> I was like, what is going on in this family that this is how they talk about sex? Like, and then the grandma's all horny because the it's grandma's like funny, horny, horny grandma. Fuck. Yeah, which is cool. And and I here's the big thing. Here's the rub on this, if you will. All of this, I, f- I feel like I, it's not a, a crazy thing to think I would be into this because I like weird shit. But it was this, it was the amount of calm that grossed you out. Because I, I, it's, it's you the, it's weren't upset color. about Vectal. You weren't upset about um, New Species. New sp- uh, like, it, it, but it's the, it's the different color jizz and the explanation. It's too goopy. Like this, I don't like snot. Like everything, yeah. like the aliens that assault her are like their tentacles or whatever are covered in snot or their like tongue is covered in snot. It's Ew. like disgusting. Um, yeah, it just uh, it, you remember in the 90s and maybe they still do it now on Nickelodeon where people get slimed. Yes, I do remember that. That was all I pictured was her just getting slimed constantly. Yes, and she loved it. And also, it's like, listen, loving your boyfriend, like, loving your partner's jizz is fine. Y- yes, no shit. Like, that's, no I, I get it. But, yeah, it was excess. It was excessive, and then the weird joking, I don't know. Because I, I also don't want to be, like, kink-shamey, or, like, if you were no. into this, I don't want to shame anybody. But I, I just found it, like, so, the tonal shifts in this book were hard to keep up with. Because it's like we started where she's running from the Tripnells, which is like this bad alien race. She steals the thing. We didn't even talk about this part. So at the beginning, she basically steals the ship because they're bad aliens and they're after her. And like her stealing the ship, I just fine. I don't care. So then she finds Soren on the ship. She meets him. He's like, I'm alien five, seven, five, eight, five, seven or whatever. And she's like, uh, I'm going to call you Soren instead. And he's like, a name. Now I have a name. And he's like, basically becomes enthralled with her because it's just like real quick Stockholm syndrome. She, they keep referring to him as a slave, which is fine. And a baboon. But that's the thing. You keep calling him a baboon. And I'm just like, this, I, 
can't believe I'm seeing this level of like creepy antiquated racism in a fucking alien sex book. Wait, you thought that that was racist? Yes. I mean, yes, he's blue though. Baboons aren't blue. But yeah, I mean, but he looked like a baboon. I mean, I mean, we're getting only, into some territory here. But like, I know, you, but she's you only calling him a baboon because she thinks he's a lower life form kind of thing. Or what? I just think if you are talking about oh, you're right. If you're talking about slavery and then you say baboon, and baboons, you're right, I think you're right. that, you, that is wrong. there are other things you could have called him Absolutely. if that's what you wanted to do. And I just it made me really, really uncomfortable. And she also once he stops being a slave, she doesn't call him that anymore. And that's true. I'm well, not she's saying, a rich girl too, so she yeah. probably looked at him as lesser. Well, she's also half black, so it's like... like well, that I, is true. You're right. But it's not... It's one of those things that I just think... It just made me uncomfortable. Okay. And, and I'm not fine. saying that necessarily Poppy Reese or anyone who read this and no, didn't no, make no, those no. things are... I'm not making any judgments about that. I think it could be... Have been accidental or unintentional, and that's... I totally... That could 100% have been yes. the thing. But I'm just saying it made me... It really weirded me out. But I will say, and I, I think we do have to say this, is that if you're out there thinking, where does learning the tropes stand on slavery? Against. All right? Yeah. Sorry. Where do we think on slurs? Not liking them. Not liking them. No. Against. Against. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry to get political, but, but you against it. You didn't think that when that was happening. I was thinking about so many other things <laughs> other than that. Yeah. I was made uncomfortable by so many other elements of this. Yeah. And, and again, no shame to people's – and this is by no means equating these things, but I – you know – super into uh the adult breastfeeding that is something that would make some people gag maybe they might find that disgusting or weird um but so i have kinks too i'm not saying that everybody has their own level of stuff uh but but this was for me not what i'm looking for in romance no because i do think my when i read romance my hyper pervert brain turns off and what i want is sweetness i want love i don't want assault i want consent i want people learning to love each other and having fun and doing fun things together maybe that's that's not what other people are looking for maybe they want drama maybe they want violence and things like that but also since i'm a guy reading these books my point of view is from which i i I wish I could do I, I do see the woman's point of view, but I do put myself in, in the male side a lot. So when we have these books where people are not listening to consent uh, on the male side, that doesn't turn me on. I don't like like even when I watch pornography, which I do. Shocker. <laughs> if, if if it's any element of of non-consent or violence, like, you know, like fingers and mouths and choke i i don't watch it because i'm not i don't want to see that i want to see two people enjoying the fuck out of each other mm. and that's what i look for in romance too but but with less sex i don't want i like i like the sex but the sex isn't the reason why i'm here for these books and for some people the sex is the reason why they're here but not for me that was yeah. So totally this book, yeah, it was so bizarre because there was like, she was a bounty, like a badass bounty hunter. But then the second they get back to her planet. She's just like a wimpy she's rich like kid. She's like a wimpy rich kid. She whiny. turns into Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Kendall. I said Kendall. I thought I, you said Kendall. 
Kendall Jenner. <laughs> and then no, that's that's someone from the New Species. Mm. <laughs> that's the dog we girl gotta, from the New Species. We need to go back and read another New Species. I miss them. Yes, I want to do. I want to do the second Fury book. Um, but. Yeah, and so then she's kind of a whiny rich girl, and then it's just like this weird slice of life on this planet. Which, like, honestly, the things I liked about this book, I did like that it there was that she was a human who was already living in outer space. I guess we're all living in outer space, but she was already living on a planet, not Earth. Uh-huh. And Cor- then Cura, Dornai, Dornai, but Cura, I think, was the area where she lived. Oh, okay, and then um, and that stuff, I just can't keep track of it. You no, know, I'm yeah. not a sci-fi guy, so. You're blind to made up names. I, I, I'm blind to made up names. Um, but I like that. Everybody's got to be named like Steve and Roy and Jane. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I liked that there wasn't just sort of like, I'm taken from Earth and what's happening? And like the gender flip of like her finding an alien instead of an alien finding her. Like <laughs> there were cool. things that I really did like. Like, yeah, loved that it all took place in this like futuristic time. I loved her in a monologue when she would start fighting with herself. Like I thought that was really funny and interesting well you know and then um so i liked all those things but yeah so then we go from this weird slice of life home life which i'm like all right this is weird there's some weird sex things happening in this family but like okay that uh, that uh, a fruit-based orgy on oh, a planet we missed a few there's a fruit-based orgy on a planet <laughs> oh yeah so then they go to this other planet and like have a fruit-based orgy well, they after they help with a with a harvest they they pick these fruits and uh-huh. then they drink this drink and she gets so horny that she forces him to soren to have sex with her because uh, all the aliens on this planet are, are trying to uh to have sex with her and she just looks around and she sees all these people starting fucking and she says this isn't the party i thought it was gonna be i thought it was gonna be a harvest party and, and then she gets so steamed up and horny that she is, is you have to fuck me now oh yeah she's fucking the carpet she was humping the carpet. I mean, I loved those scenes, though. I thought that was great. Uh, yeah. Well, the funny thing about this book, too, is there are two separate scenes where she makes – she either yells at somebody. Like, she confronts Quinn, who is the guy she's supposed to marry, who ends up being a total scumbag. Yeah. Who is murdered uh, in the courtroom mm-hmm. because the judge sentences him to death. Uh, because he kidnaps her at the end and and uh, takes her to the evil aliens that she escaped from in the first place. And that's where she's tortured, pregnant. And uh, the he gets sentenced to death. And then the three brothers just kill him right there. Yeah. I, this is insane. But then there's... By she, just poking him. Yeah, just, they just... They just all... That is terrifying. They just all were, like, taking their claws because they have claws and just... Giving him like little cuts in his arms and his legs and his. And I mean, his, listen, what he, he like they, uh, yeah, he had a pregnant woman who sent her to be tortured and raped. So I'm like, fine. And then they bit off their they bit off their claws, and and spit them on Quinn's body as a sign of disrespect. Oh, which was cool, but what? Where does that come from? Where does that idea come from? That that's like a way to show disrespect. I don't know. Um. There's two separate scenes where she has a confrontation with somebody or is in an awkward situation and she just tells Soren to carry her away. Do you remember this? 
Yeah. She jumps in his arms and they just run off. She like tells Quinn off and then she's like, take me away. And he picks her up and just runs off with her, which I was imagining in my head. I was like, this is ridiculous. Well, the orgy party, I'm like, fine, because she was also like humping anything that moved. She was about to start getting in the middle of it. Uh But then when she but when she does it to Quinn, they're at like kind of like a fancy like charity ball. And I'm like. How weird would it be to just watch somebody like if if I was just at a charity ball and someone's giant boyfriend picked her up and ran from the room, I'd be like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) And everything that she does is covered on this TV show. League One. League One, which I I just don't feel like there's any run up to any of this. And and I don't think sci fi. A lot of times I get upset when they explain too much, but we get thrown in such this bizarre world because she's a bounty hunter and I wish she was just a bounty hunter. I wish she was a mercenary and it was just her and him against the world because she's like a, a, a like, yeah, a bougie rich girl who is with somebody who's like, part of the assembly. It is so, yeah. and you know how I feel about rich people. So him. no pussy I, for the man. Yeah. No pussy for the man. But it is like if no Kylie green jizz for the <laughs> debutante. There you go. Yeah, it would be like if Kylie Catch Jenner it. was a Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Kendall Jenner was a bounty hunter. I mean, that see, that's something I'd be into though. Yeah, it's just strange, and they don't really describe. Like, wouldn't your family be like, "Don't be a bounty hunter"? Like, we're we're rich as fuck. They kind of do. I mean, they they shame her a little bit about it, but it's not enough. I mean, they don't shame her about anything. They walk in her screaming and getting no. covered in. There's jizz no and shame in the future. There's, I mean. You know, maybe that's a better future. That's what I was thinking, too. When the, all the stuff with the family and the sex, I was like, am I uptight? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's levels, but I do see what you're talking about. There may be a level of this being too much for me to to admit that I like, but I don't think. No, I would admit I like it. I, it was just too gross for me. I thought some of the stuff was sexy. I did think it was weird when he implanted his egg in her because of this weird, this is how it works. And she ends up being able to carry the pregnancy because one of her grandfathers is also like an alien. Yes. The funny thing about that is he says the first time they're having sex, I'm implanting. He says, I'm implanting. Yeah. And that (laughs) is very gross thing to say. That's it? What? Oh, for a second, I thought you were reading something. Oh, that's what I had to remember what it was oh. called. He said, I'm implanting. Yeah. And it's in it's described as apple green cum. <laughs> you just don't like green. You're like, Miss Elvis. Well, I mean, it's just such a putrid color. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of vomit or baby poop or just something. Green is not a nice natural color when it comes to liquids okay yeah, it's toxic right yeah think about a green liquid that you'd want to drink mountain dew that's toxic midori i don't know what that is so like a liqueur okay um who knows what i was about to say oh so then i thought oh every time he has sex he has to implant an egg and that's just gonna be weird but no he's Capable of having sex and not implanting, but he just decided to do that the first time. I found that very weird. And then she was fertile. She was fertile. So he decided to just let one rip because he lays <sighs> eggs. Oh, my God. But then when they're in the hospital and they're like, oh, if you don't eat this fruit, you'll lose the baby. I was like, "Hun, don't eat the fruit. Don't eat the fruit. 
let's do a natural. Your body is rejecting this. Uh-huh. Like, why are we? Come on. Yeah, because it felt like you have been with this guy for weeks. He doesn't have a memory. Like he is not a good father for this baby. It felt like razors in her stomach when this baby, when she figured out she was pregnant. Don't you? I mean, maybe like if if you're not capable of carrying it, that's a reason why you would just maybe not do it. Yeah. And I this is another thing about the romances in the fantasies. And I might be going at this a different way again because of my gender. Personally, the, the fan, she got pregnant so fast in, in romance. I don't, I know they like have babies and that's part of the romance for me. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think every time I have sex with an alien, I'm going to be pregnant because that seems like a horror show. I want to have sex with an alien where there's no chance either of us get pregnant. That's the fantasy. I mean, at least from my point of view, from a feminine point of view, that might be different because it might be like safety, family, whatever. And again, not to generalize. But for me, when when the babies like introduced that early, I feel like that's that's what a buzzkill. Their life's going to be they're not going to be able to go see a movie for like, you know, 10 years or unless they're I guess the parents can take care of the kid. But still, it just makes me feel like, oh, this fancy free lifestyle is now being just totally clamped down by this 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 child. And for me, that's not a romantic thought, at least when I'm reading books. Yeah. And the doctor, let's talk about this doctor who is so excited about this and not thinking at all of the fact that she could be in danger. He says, wow, this is unprecedented. Let's see how this shakes out. Instead of saying, well, maybe this is really dangerous for you to actually carry because you only have a little bit of this DNA and maybe it's not going to be and maybe the baby will die and maybe you'll die. He's just, he's so, he's like, fascinating. This is fascinating. What a narcissist. Yeah. So what, he could like write a, a write a, you know, like a, a, a paper about this and get published in some magazine? No, it was awful. Yeah. So must read. I mean, it's also just like in today's climate, which is like whatever. We don't want to always bring it in. But it, it was like, yeah, I feel like I was screaming those time, like, just get an abortion. There's no positive to this other than like keeping the story going. But like. It's just, her choice. It is her choice. And she made her choice, which is fine. But. So we can't shame the choice. I'm not shaming the choice. But I just found it very strange that nobody was like. Maybe we should keep Lucia alive. Maybe mm-hmm. we should have that be a priority. God. There's an awful extended rape scene that we get to live three times in this book. Yes. Once when it happens, mm-hmm. it's very disturbing. And that's when uh, the bad aliens tie her up, lash her, and one sticks the tongue in her vagina and she pisses on it. Um which is really gross. The other aliens are jerking off while they're watching this. And they constantly jerk off and come all over her. Mm-hmm. So they're coming green apple come all over her, which is really gross. And then she goes to court uh, because Quinn is, is, is on trial for kidnapping and all this stuff. And all the rest of the aliens have been murdered, so they can't go to trial. So then she explains in great detail what happened. And then we see... The video uh, that is shown in court of her completely naked being tortured. And that's when Quinn gets uh, capital punishment and is murdered on the spot, which, you know, I guess it saves time. It saves money to just do it that way. But I don't know how humane it is. No, 
I mean, also, we're both against a death penalty. But I guess if you're going to give the death penalty to someone, give it to Freedom this guy. Freedom of choice. <laughs> Freedom of choice <laughs> for the death penalty? No, that's not how it works. No comment. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say more about this book. It was fucking wild. I mean, it is an experience I will always remember. That is one of the things about, I would never experience this otherwise. No. There's no way that I would experience this and all these feelings without this book. So I appreciate this book. And I appreciate people who like this kind of stuff because I love when people let their, uh, their freak flag fly. Not in the sense of calling you a freak, but just if this is what you are into, man, be into it. I love that. I love that there's a... Because you you can't really do this in a movie. You couldn't do this in any other place other than these books. So if this is what gets your jollies, man, get your jollies on. Just in my personal opinion, it's just not for me. Yeah. And I am down to read more alien romances. But here's the thing. Let's put out a call for an alien romance with no sexual assault. With no assault, please. I do think it's possible because we're making a world... Where literally anything can happen. You're not tethered to anything. And I just don't understand why in that situation you would constantly bring in rape. There is, I think, a fantasy for some people to uh, be to have sex with a creature against your will. I think that's a, a genre upon itself, which if people are into that. That's fine because it's fantasy. So it's not hurting anybody. Nobody's going to be like, I want to be treated the way those aliens treated Lucia. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Or if they're doing it, you know, if you're role playing with your, you know, uh, husband and you want to piss on his tongue because he's pretending to be an alien, that's that is definitely cool. But it's just not up my alley, I guess. Well, let's we got to talk about Soren. And where he places on the Vectal scale. Mm-hmm. So the Vectal scale, uh, as as all listeners know, <laughs> is Vectal is the alien from Ice Planet Barbarians, the first alien romance we read. And he's kind of he, right now he's the baseline because we've only read we only read him. So it, aliens will either be uh, sexier than Vectal or less sexy than Vectal. And so for you, Aaron, where do you think Soren goes on that scale? I think Vectal is still the sexiest alien. I don't hate Soren as much as you do. I never said I hated Soren. The the jizz doesn't bother me as much. The thing with Soren is like he's bald and has black eyes and terrifying teeth. Don't judge people based on what they look, I guess, necessarily. Soren seems like a very nice, like a nice guy. Yes, Vectal is sexier because he's got the bump. As we all mm. know, Vectal has the bump on his dick. The ridge. That, no, th- above the dick. Ab- above the dick. And his tongue is ridged. So that he can, from behind, pleasure the vagina and the butthole at the same time. Yeah, and then from the front, the vagina and the clit. Mm-hmm. We're getting everything we need. Exactly. So can't say the same. We don't know the color of Vectal's jizz. It could be green, but you know what? Once in a while, it's nice to just leave that up to the imagination. I would say that Soren is less sexy than Vectal. Okay. So we're in agreement. Yeah. Fair enough. Should we do good? Oh, would you fuck them? 
Hell no. Neither of them. Not, uh, Lucia, when she was a cool bounty hunter and stealing stuff, yes. I think it, it, at the very beginning of this book, I would have. But then once she calls him a baboon, gives him a name, an arbitrary name, and then comes home to her parents, I, I'm not getting involved with those parents and that family. I'm not getting involved in that whole Mishigash. I'm not going to do it. So, no, neither. What about you? Neither. Well, no, I would fuck Soren. You would fuck Soren. Why not? He has four arms. Yeah. Again, and th- that's another thing. I and a fuzzy tail. I, I wanted. Yeah, I, I wanted, I wanted to know. You have. If I had four arms, you know how many dates I would have. Because you'd be like. Cuddling and fingering. Imagine being like cuddled, but then also being pleasured at the same time. He's not being vector with those forms, but would I fuck him? Yeah, probably. Wow. As long as he didn't implant. Uh, Okay, so uh, yeah. And then I wouldn't eat the fruit. (sighs) Um, (laughs) Let's do Goodreads list. And her, no. First name is Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was cool at the beginning and then lost it. Yeah. Goodreads list. Yes. Thank you. Blue Barbarian Babes, not Ruby Rex. Who's Ruby Rex? Um, Ruby Dixon wrote Ice Planet Barbarians, and a wreck is a recommendation. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. Uh, um, now I'm confused. Uh, yes. Because he's blue. Yeah. yeah. So this is a- books with blue aliens that aren't written by Ruby Dixon. Okay. <laughs> Fact. Yes. Outer Space Heroes sci-fi romance. Yes. Best erotic sci-fi romance. No. But it also seems like it was not erotic, like it wasn't enough sex for it to be erotica. And then it wasn't, like there wasn't enough of a love story for it to be romance. It was just a very odd mix. Mm -hmm. And then neither. Yeah. Uh, Black women in science fiction. Yes, she is black. Paranormal pregnancy PNR romance. So paranormal romance. So it's paranormal and PNR, which is the same thing. It's like sexy, unique restaurant, restaurant. <laughs> oh, exactly like that. Now that. Okay. Now I understand. <laughs> Sir, from Vanderpump Rules. What? I don't watch. The That's your loss. But the restaurant is called Sir Restaurant. And, <laughs> and Sir stands for a sexy, unique restaurant. So sexy, unique <laughs> restaurant, restaurant. <laughs> Great. That is amazing. Uh, thank you for sharing that because that is really funny. Um, yeah, she has a paranormal pregnancy. Uh, yeah. I guess, are aliens paranormal though? They're not really. Ghosts are paranormal. Oh, so. And it's werewolves sci-fi? are paranormal. It's sci fi. So, does it say sci fi? It says paranormal and then PNR. Nope. Take it off the list. Black women heroines in urban fantasy, paranormal romance, and oh, science this fiction. One. Well, did you hear somebody wrote us about urban fantasy, what it is? They gave us a great explanation. What is it? It is. Did you form me this email? It was on Twitter, so I knew it was hopeless. Okay. I don't have access. <laughs> you make, I don't know why that like does just like <laughs> spikes so my blood mad. pressure every time. And, and that's I know, why I do it. I know. And I know you're just doing it to fuck with you. You said you don't have annoying. any stress. You got to think about that. <laughs> we were talking earlier today. You're like, I don't have much stress. And then I was like, I am in your life. There you go. And then I met and then I was like, oh, no, clean. Clean is the reason my back is hurting. Um. <laughs> I will check out that tweet. Screen cap it for me. Yes. Okay. 
Um, but basically they're saying urban fantasy is like, I don't know. Well, I'll put it on the thing. Yeah. I don't want to have to try to look for it now. But Okay. No, you don't have to. Thank you very much, person who did that. Um, thank you, everybody, for it. You, you explained so much stuff to us. Yeah, we are dum-dums. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but. We try to rest. I'm a little virgin. Yeah, you're just a little virgin. <laughs> um, free romance novel leads who were slaves. Yes. Best alien romance. Not for me. Yeah. I honestly LOL'd. Laughed out loud. I know that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I, uh, um, I guess yes. I could. I I I did laugh in uh, shock. So yes. <laughs> uh, best erotic menage romance. So we didn't get the menage. We didn't in get this the menage. Book. And and you know I'm into voyeurism, and that's I still didn't like that shower scene where she uh, peeps on him in the shower. But I'm really into that, and I, I think it's because everything else. Uh, you just were already primed. I was already done. I was already out of it. Well, and I'm also point. fine with, like, fucking in public or in front of people in the audience. Like, that's fine, too. But I do think that there, whatever, there does need to be a level of, like, hey, guys, now we're going to have sex. It's just so bizarre to just start having sex in front of people. And also, there the thing that makes people walking in on other people having sex is that element of, Oh no, I'm seeing something I shouldn't see. Not, oh, that's our Lucia. It, 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 there's got to be, for me at least, that's the element that I shouldn't like this, but I do. And we didn't get that. It was just a laugh, it was a joke. And that wasn't erotic to me. No. Um, I'm, I don't think anyone's family walking in is ever erotic, but I do think it's like, but I guess they're brothers. Freedom I don't of know. choice. All choice. Oh, <laughs> not when it comes to incest. Um, well, that, watching it, they're not, they're not doing anything. Okay. They're not doing anything but filming on their iPhones. <laughs> oh, God. Taking pictures on their flip phone if you're granny. Sci-fi romance with non-human aliens. Yes. Aliens and Earth Women, Romance Erotica. Mm-hmm. Epic sci-fi futuristic erotic romance with great story. Mm, not in my opinion, but it can stay on the list. Because that's a subjective list. Right. Per feline aliens and romance novels. Well, he, I mean. He had a tail. Had a tail. There was nothing like that made me think too feline because she called him a baboon. So I didn't think feline. Um, best adult romance books and fantasy, sci-fi, or paranormal world setting. I wasn't really enamored with this world. I didn't think anything was really super interesting. But again, I'm not a sci-fi guy, so world building is not my main thing. I liked the world a lot. I was into it. I liked how there were just cars that would come up and it would oh, and they would bring you where you wanted to go. But they we all have that they're, here. They're called Ubers. <laughs> <laughs> you so, never let me finish a thought and then you just rag on me in the middle of it and it's so annoying what i liked about these were they floated and then the inside it was just like a stretch limo suv it was just like you just sat all around looking at each other i just thought it was funny um i liked the world building i feel like it all made sense to me um Sci-fi <laughs> that the <laughs> friends of the victim are allowed to murder the person once they are uh, uh, they um, are sentenced. You think that's the way to go? Well, he got to do that because he was the father of the unborn baby. OK, I didn't love that either, though. Yeah, it's just like the unborn baby was kind of just like hanging out inside, like 
the person who was attacked with the mom. Also, let Lucia kill him. I know. Although she did this whole thing like, it's not right, it's not right. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You kn- th- th- That made me, because all of a sudden she's some moral person. Now she's the moral compass. It's like, come on. You were into him killing people. Yeah. And what happened to all that loot she found on the ship that she loved? Those books? These like those like books she was gonna sell and and, and get oh, to yeah. yeah that whole thing and then she didn't even need the money because she's rich. If I was in the bounty hunting game, and then there was this other bounty hunter who was a senator's kid, I'd be like fuck this bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. I want to read. I that would turn book. all of my bounty hunter friends against him and be like, you don't need the money. We're here risking our necks because we're we're trying to get a payday. Here's a book I want to read. I want to read a book about a rich girl bounty hunter. Who is trying to distance herself from her family, but always gets pulled in because they always say, well, we'll cut you off. We'll cut you off. And she has to be bold enough to actually say, no, this is what I want to be. But you have that class warfare where there's this bounty hunter who pulled them up by their boot, pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Right. And which is a myth. But yes, (laughs) it's a fantasy. Yeah. So self-made bounty hunter, Mm -hmm. rich and all this stuff, but has that axe to grind and tries to kill the other rich bounty hunter both female and guess what they fall in love <laughs> you need to write it and then you'll be on a panel at book on next year yeah i mean i would read it solid gold Sounds let me amazing. know what should that be our first uh, the first book that we that we put you. out i have my jack the ripper one. Oh, that's right that one's dope too we both created lesbian romance you got to there's not enough I do have to say, if I get on my soapbox, there's not enough lesbian or romance. Or it could be two guys, but I don't know. I, eh, I, I want to. I, I would I would want to write two That's ladies. two women is better. Um, okay. List of romance and sci-fi books with interesting mating rituals from other humanoid species. So did this person put the word list in their list? <laughs> yes. Disqualified. Oh, my God. You're so particular. <laughs> It's like restaurant, restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Sir Restaurant all over again. Um, They did have interesting mating rituals. And then also you learn in the next book, because I love finding out what's happening next, that it's normal for all the brothers to share one mate. Also, there was a thing with the Melier women, female that they would just get eggs from a bunch of different people and just like see what ha- what happened inside. Then why not? Science fiction romance for picky readers. People who pick their nose, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> mm, schoolyard. Um, best. <laughs> no. Okay. That we can't top it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a prime zinger. Best, best alpha male alien meets human heroine romance. He's Nina. He's not an alpha. Yeah, he is. Ugh, he when he gets just... his memory back. Okay. Also, it's so weird. He gets his memory back, and then his her father's going to give him her seat, his seat in the like intergalactic senate, and then Soren just kind of fucks off. <laughs> yeah. I found that odd. Um, human, alien, male, female, erotic romance books. Yes. Done. That's all. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so that, that was on so many lists. Yeah, it was only one page of list. I just wrote them all down because okay. they're all good. All right. Tropes. So ask me what my tropes were. Oh, sorry. Clayton, what were your tropes? 
You're too busy sipping seeing. <laughs> I just wrote out so many lists. I needed some I longer. know, you know, you're parched. I get it. Um, alien romance. Unique penis. Mm-hmm. Four-armed hero. Slave hero. Close family. Uh, voyeurism. A sexual assault, unfortunately. Uh, green cum. And puke porn. This felt like puke porn to me. Oh, God. I mean, I didn't know that you had such feelings about the color green. I didn't either. But? I didn't either. Aaron, what were your tropes? Interspecies romance. Tons of splooge. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing home a stranger. Loud sex. Fucking in front of brothers. And planting eggs. Smelling pheromones and forced proximity. Yes. All real tropes <laughs> um anyway so that was that do you have any last thoughts or anything no <laughs> we got it all out it was a wild ride it was a wild ride of a book it was what has you swooning this week clayton well thank you for asking Aaron. so uh, uh, we had a little bit of a break between uh reading books and so I had a chance to read some non-romance uh, books, which I was excited about. Were they all just Juggalo? No, th- but um, I did read a book called Ladies Who Punch. <gasps> and it's the book about the view. I'm so excited. Do you want to borrow it? Yes. Okay, yes. So I got to say, I've never watched a second of the view, but I'm fascinated Shocking. I'm just fascinated with the inner workings of daytime television because I've all, all I've also read books about uh, you know the the morning shows and the the fight between those. And I read this book in a day. I mm. went to the park and I read it, and I was so enraptured in like all the political maneuvering going on, like Rosie O'Donnell coming in like Godzilla, and and then fighting Whoopi as Mothra, it, and then you had. Um, Barbara Walters trying to keep it together, but then she gets so old and she retires. She can't remember what she's doing and all this stuff. I mean, she's a pioneer. No disrespect to her, but she, she you know, she's a legend. But she should have retired but, a few years it, before. But she, she did. was holding on because of because of like it was you know she thought she created it, but then she she wasn't the star of it. Uh, it it's it's just a fascinating book. It's called Ladies Who Punch, and I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Aaron, what are you swooning about this week? So mine. Mine's an old swoon or it's it's not it's an album that came out in like 2003. Oh, nice. But it's one of those things that I've just like have been carting around on my iTunes for forever RIP. And let's not get into that. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast um, where um, and then I, I had it not download or something or whatever. It was in the cloud. It's all very confusing. Then I came across it and I loved it so much. And it's the frames set list. So you m- might know the frames um, because their lead singer, Glenn Hansard. He was in once and then he had a band called the Swell Season. Um, and he's all around. Seems like a really great guy. Hit one of his bandmates from the frames also wrote and directed the movie Sing Street, which I think was the one of the greatest movies of the past few years. Oh, it's so great. That drive would be it like you spoon. stole it. Drive it like you stole it. My friend at her wedding came out to drive it like you stole it. I was like, oh, that's this is OK. Yeah, that's amazing. Perfect. Yeah. 
Um, I, w- I now wish I could marry that friend. Marie, she's great. Yeah. I'll let you know if anything changes. Sweet. <laughs> Here's hoping. <laughs> um, no. Marie and Dave are very happily married. Yeah. Um, All the luck in the world. Yeah. But you could also do that at your wedding. I played the song at my wedding, although I did not have an entrance. Uh, people just showed up and I was already there. So there yeah. was no big song for me. Um, but, uh, to get off track. So the set list, it's a live album. Normally I don't like live albums, but this one is fantastic. And it was filmed in Dublin. And so it's the frames. They're like a really great, like Rocky kind of jam band. And it's fantastic because the songs are great, but you get to hear in between Glenn tells these like really funny, odd, sometimes really sad stories about each of the songs. And I just love it so much. And it brought brings me back so much to a specific time and place of like a summer that I spent in Belfast when we were all poor. And so we would buy a cider that was sold in these liters for like two pound. And then we would go sit in a field and mostly listen to this because it had come out. It, it probably had just come out. So mm-hmm. Um, I love it so much. So it's great for listen, sitting in the park music. It is great sitting by the pool music. It's fantastic. So the frame set list, download it. So You came in real hot. <laughs> what do we even do? Why do we bother recording this? This was absurd. Who's listening? This Who is, is great. our audience? This is our greatest. Uh, this is the greatest episode we've ever done. No You're wonder. lucky, Wyoming. We're just hitting our stride. <laughs> this was awful. <laughs> no, this is great. This was great. You will listen to this episode and be like, this is one for the ages. Oh, maybe. Um, Not for all ages, but it's for (laughs) No, for very few ages, for a very slim age range. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, so if you want to email us your thoughts, prayers, (laughs) (laughs) um, recommendations for alien books without sexual assault, if you loved this book and you think we were too harsh on it, any thoughts and feelings learning the tropes podcast at gmail.com or you can always message us on twitter at learning tropes or on instagram at, at learning the tropes um instagram and then our facebook group the facebook group is called learning the tropes troop you have to answer a question to join but spoiler i'll let you join no matter what i just i'm trying to keep the bots out so don't worry about that i let the bots in through the back door When we started it, Pat was just like letting everybody in. And I was like, who are these people? And then I had to mess with him and be like, hey, babe, I'm trying to like create a community here. Like, you can't do that. And he was like, all right. (laughs) And then I just kicked everyone out. Um, So if you want to talk to Clayton, he's at Instagram or on the Learning the Tropes troop. Those are the only places he agrees to go. Um, (laughs) 
And the next week we are reading Rafe, a buff male nanny by Rebecca Weatherspoon. So come back and check that out. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.